0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. Morning, Jeff. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> Pretty good. You were waiting for me to say something else, weren't you?
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's okay. I did kind of leave it open, <laughs>
1: Uh
0: How's it going, my friend?
1: It's going all right. Like I said before, yeah. before, before we started, I don't feel like I got enough sleep. <laughs> I stayed up um, watching the Sandman. Man, I still went to sleep kind of early, about 2, two three o'clock. But, um, you know, just, well, I did get up kind of early Sunday because so I went to see one of the movies that we're about to talk about. And, um, man, <clears throat> yeah, just been a weekend of not really sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Fun. Awesome. Yep. Well, cool, man. Well, we've got first day of school here for our Nashville friends in Davidson County. Um, Both York and York started sixth grade today at Mm -hmm. Megs and Grayson started second grade in Andrew Jackson. So, Um, oddly enough, I'm very surprised by this and I'm so proud of both of them. They both got up, got ready. Not too much moaning and groaning. Not too much, you know, dragging feet. I was pleasantly surprised. And I'd had all their backpacks. Everything was ready right by the door. Like everybody had everything needed. Mm -hmm. I made sure they had all their clothes laid out the night before so that all they had to do is jump up, change clothes, you know, brush hair, teeth and put deodorant on. So all I asked for both of them (laughs) and they did great. And Grayson even had had enough time to have breakfast. I got her dropped off at 630. Him dropped off at 650 for carpool year number two and it just worked out so smoothly i was back home by seven i'm like i don't even know what to do with myself now (laughs) nice and no but it was great i i just so proud of them for because i know how hard it is first day of school after being able to stay up late during the summer and then having to actually try and get them up and get moving it was so it was it was nice i mean i'm not expecting that to happen like any other time this week. Right. But I'm going to be hopeful, though. At least the first day was, in, was it. Rough? Yes. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> I couldn't be prouder of them. Yeah. So it'll be uh, exciting to hear how their day was. Their first day back was seeing all their friends. Both uh, York's best friend is in his classroom. And Grayson's best friend, or one of her best friends, is in her class also. So they both won. Won the friend lottery at school, so
1: that's always a plus. I I
0: yes, that definitely makes things more bearable. So, yep. uh, yeah. Other than that, just so just me and the dog right now while we record. It's kind of weird. Yep. Uh, oh, something I, I I told York I was gonna. I of course found funny and. He kinda of chuckled a little bit. and so I'm gonna to have to try and remember this whenever I talk to Patrick later. So we were at a stoplight waiting on uh waiting on the light to change. And he he sees a uh he goes, Dad, is that a Dodge charger over there on the other side? And it's a white kinda of looks I mean, look like one, but that's a, no, that's a I said, no, that's a white uh Dodge Challenger.
1: I mm-hmm.
0: said so you could t- I said I could tell by the trunk and also the front's a little more smushed, I guess. Compared to the Charger, that looks more bulky.
1: Yeah.
0: This is the best way I could kind of describe it. I said, York, let's put it this way. If it were a black, Dominic Toretto would be riding it. But, you know, family is family, but family didn't. But Dominic, but Dom didn't ride White Challengers. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch Dom in a White Challenger.
1: Only the tank you know, tops. I,
0: <laughs> Yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 100%. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: i so, like, I'm not driving that. <laughs> <laughs> Clashes with the uh, tank. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not going to do it. Sorry. I'm screwed. <laughs> um, but I thought that was fun. I, I did it was more humorous when I uh, was telling him that. Although still, to this day, the best, one of my favorite dad jokes I've done in a while is... Uh, Actually, a week ago today, taking uh, York Grayson and his and his uh, friend Cole to Krav Maga and uh, York was like, oh, hey, Cole, you know, I had three fish, you know, uh, you know, I had three fish, but they all died. I, I look straight over at Cole to go, yeah, we were beta testing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so horrible. But that's so at the same time. So genius. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's I mean, and I just I mean, just like that, just just being like time. Like, perfect.
1: It was
0: perfect. yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> oh, and he just he chuckled and just uh, I reached for a high five from York in the backseat and he just gave, shot me the look and like, I don't want to <laughs> like, no, that's good, but I don't want to I don't want to acknowledge <laughs> that it's good. <laughs> right.
1: So you got your it's chuckle
0: and. Because then, because then he's just encouraging me, which which we all know I need very little encouragement. So, but it's it's fine. But uh, <laughs> beta testing, uh, mercy. York finished his all his reading assignments, got his project done. He was done by like nine 10 nine ten a.m. yesterday. So. He had the rest of the day to just chill, and and so did I, because that meant this, the weight was off of my shoulders too. To be like, "How much reading have you done? We well, you know you've only got X number of days. Well, you know if you read these many pages, I'm like, oh my, God. like I hate hearing myself talk about it, yeah. but I also know that you know it's it's, it's what needs, yeah, it's what needs to be done. So he'll so he'll get it, you know, knocked out." Must have worked out, so it's good. Um, and then, in doing so, because his last his last book was um, the book Holes, which Disney did a movie of, and I will be talking about. So, in honor of York finishing his book,
1: <laughs> so
0: uh, I guess we can go right into TV. How's Kyla doing at school?
1: Uh, so far, so good. She's only she's only yeah. been three days. Um, she was trying to change out one of her. She's taking some advanced classes. She's uh-huh. trying to like drop one that she doesn't really need, but um, which means she'd have um, after fifth period she can leave if she wanted to go home. But her mom's like, no, just stay in, you know, keep keep the class you have and just stay the whole day, which you know kind of makes sense because nobody's home. Kind of a safety thing. It's better just to finish out because this world is. Crazy. <laughs> but she's liking it so
0: far. Yeah. She's okay. liking it so far. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, cool, man. Uh, so you say you started watching Saiyan man? Yes. I watched the first it five episodes. Two. Okay. <clears throat> and there are ten for the season. Uh, the Saiyan Man's based off the Vertigo slash the DC Vertigo comic book of the same name. Mm-hmm. This dropped a uh, Friday, August 5th upon escaping after decades of imprisonment by a mortal wizard dream, the personification of dreams set about to reclaim his lost equipment. So, you know, he's got to go after the thing or things in this, in this case,
1: collection of
0: things. Uh, yes. Tom Sturridge plays Dream. Boyd Holbrook plays the Corinthian. Pat Oswalt plays Matthew the Raven. Uh, Vivian. Ake A- 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 M. Pong plays Lucian. Vanessa Semenujai. Semenujai. There we go. Uh, plays Rose Walker. Uh, Mason Alexander Park plays desire. Uh, uh, Sandra James Young plays Unity Kincaid. David Thulis plays John D. Jenna Coleman plays Joanna Constantine, sister of John. Uh, Julie Richardson plays Ethel Cripps. John Cameron Mitchell plays Hal Carter. And so on and so on. There's a lot, a huge cast of people. It's awesome. And Stephen Fry, who has yet to make his appearance. I'm on, I'm on episode seven, and I've yet to see Stephen Fry play Gilberts. Also, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones and Captain Fabulous in the Star Wars series, Captain Phasma. But we, at our house, refer to her as Captain Fabulous. Uh, plays Lucifer. Uh, It's directed by Jamie Childs and six others written by Vanessa Benton and as well as others based on Neil, Neil Gaiman's very famous comic book series. York's mom, Bethany was a huge or is a huge Sandman fan. When I met her, she had an entire long box of comics that are just all Sandman. And then she had another half one of Lucifer and as well as uh, hellblazer which is you know john constantine that's his own series that was based off of his character from the sandman and then of course books of magic which was actually harry potter before there was harry potter cleared down to uh cleared down to the lightning bolt on the forehead like it's 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 crazy they didn't sue for copyright but anyways uh, nonetheless, I digress. And so, yeah, I'm six episodes in and so far it's been pretty good. I There's one episode that takes place mostly in a diner that I'm, it's not my favorite. It just cause it seemed like it's went forever. It's a side, it's well, it went forever. It's a side story that didn't have any of the more main characters that you actually cared about. Yeah, um, I mean, it just showed it showed the power of the ruby crystal. and I get that, but I don't know. It just seemed like a, it seemed more like a either a Twilight Zone or Black Mirror episode than it did a Sandman episode.
1: Yeah, because well, yeah. I heard them like, man, where, cause I, I mean, I was interested in what was going on, but then at some point, I was like, we haven't seen anybody else <laughs> on <from> this show. <laughs> it's just been this this moment in this diner but i mean i did like it because he was showing he was basically just bringing people's truths out that they've been denying and it just caused all kind of craziness
0: yeah put it my way which is why it made me think more of a black mirror episode (laughs) than anything yeah it's it's you know black mirror kind of focuses more on technology and you know twilight's own version of just but you know always related to kind of like technology in a way Whereas this one was like super low tech (laughs) or mystic tech, I guess. (laughs) It's more like it. Um, But overall, I think they've really done the comic book justice from what little I've actually read of the Sandman comics, because that wasn't really my thing. But, you know, I know enough, I guess, of the lore. And I I think Tom Sturridge is really doing a great job bringing Dream to life. Um, dream also known as Morpheus Morpheus. I mean, uh, I just, I really think, and I think that low kind of register like mm-hmm. works perfect with his little Robert Smith, the cure kind of look goth looking thing he's got going on. Yeah. But it, it matches really well with, with, uh, the character from the comics who basically both the char- the actor, the comic book, both look like Neil Gaiman, pretty much. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, except Neil Gaiman has a little more curly hair, I guess. But I'm I'm really enjoying it so far, and I think if you're hesitant to watch it because you are such a fan of the series, I think you will not be disappointed. I think they really did it really did a justice and did an excellent job with it. So it's it is obviously dark, um, a lot of adult themes. Mm-hmm. probably your middle to upper your I don't know about tweens but teens should be fine but it's definitely not for anyone under probably 13 or 14 I would imagine so I don't even I'm not sure if York will like it or not he probably will but yeah he even still, I know his mom will uh, when she gets around to watching it so that's my thoughts on that and i'm not finished with paper girls but i'm getting close
1: yeah i did finish that um i watched the last four because i was when i started i was i'd watched the first four episodes so i finished it out mm-hmm. and um overall i like i mean I, I did enjoy it having no background with the comic um but they did what kind of there were some moments where they were just showing the girls kind of arguing, always like any little thing would have them arguing. And I was kind of getting annoyed with that. But I'm like, I guess in a way it would be kind of accurate, you know, how some 12 year olds are. Yeah. 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 They're still trying to figure things out and not knowing how to take accountability. Although the Tiffany character, yeah, she's very. She, I kind of feel like it's her yeah. show right now. <laughs> it's her show.
0: Right. At least I, after a
1: certain point, yeah. it's comes to the show. And, um, but, um, I'm not sure where they'll go if they have they come up with a second season. They definitely leave it open for that. Um, but that's one I would recommend watching, whether or not you're familiar with the yeah, comic. Definitely. Or not. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's if you it's based if you're a fan of Stranger Things, you'll probably like this as well. Again, it's going to have more cursing than Stranger Things, so definitely dropping more f bombs. <laughs> but if that i mean, if that's not an issue then uh definitely check it out it's definitely worth a watch uh amazon did a great job with it so
1: i mean as far big as the time language, just a, kids feel more comfortable talking around each other like that you know parents are not around yes <laughs>
0: the now, the now. <laughs> yep. but the only thing here's the thing though this is the only thing I have against it though Twelve-year-olds do not know how to use curse words properly. A lot of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> there- just you, a kid, you know, kid. I mean, you remember when you were a kid, and the first time you started saying like a curse word around your friends, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't even know if I use that correctly, yeah. <laughs> but we're just gonna roll with it, just because I just learned it, and I'm gonna be like a rebel and say naughty words. Yeah. Achievement. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. it's always funny. Um, so that's why it's like whenever my kids slip up and say one, I'm like, "Well, did they use it in the right context? Mm-hmm. The right phrasing? Right. OK, if they did, I can't be too I can't be too, too mad. I mean, I, they should probably not. They should still not do it, but they should really not do it if they can't use it correctly. <laughs> True. You know, yeah. grant or police first and then. Then curse word police second. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I haven't other than that, just not really been watching a whole lot of TV, just kind of been chilling with it, even though I know there's quite a bit, you know, several things to watch. It's don't need to finish paper girls. I got to get caught up on uh, for all mankind and I need to get caught up on the Westworld. I'm not really in a rush for that. And I forgot what else. I'm yeah. sure there's another one or two. Uh, sir, didn't surface start this past week too,
1: or is that yeah, this week? Already started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah, I hadn't started that. This one wasn't to watch. So.
0: Yeah. S- stay tuned for next week, where we unsurface surface. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, dun dun dun.
0: All right. Shall we get into it?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and rock and roll.
0: Okay. This week's feature presentation is the movie Prey. Rated R. One hour, 39 minutes long. Uh, dropped on Hulu this past Friday, August 5th. This is the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. Starring Amber Midthunder as Naru, Dakota Beavers as Tabe, Dane DeLegro, De yeah, Liegro as the predator, Stormy Kip as Wasape. Michelle Thrush as Aruka. Julian Black. Interlope as Chief Kahuku. Or... Kahitku, too. There we go. Uh, Stephanie Mathias as Sumu, the Chief's wife. Bennett Taylor as Raphael. And Mike Peterson as Big Beard. and Nelson Lees as the waxed mustache. So... Directed by Dan Trechenberg, who also brought us Tim Cloverfield Lane. And he's an executive producer on The Boys. Did some Black Mirror. Uh, He also did The Last Sybil, which I've been watching. That is the other thing I've been I started watching. I think that's on Peacock. I think it's Peacock. Let me check. Yep. On Peacock. Based on Dan Brown's book. It's not bad. It's not bad. So... so yeah, so this takes place in the northern Great Plains. So I'm assuming like northern Kansas, Colorado area. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Maybe Iowa, Nebraska, I guess. Minus the corn. I don't think so. Because there's mountains, so I'm like, Kansas doesn't really have Kansas doesn't have mountains. That's why it's called the Plains. So right. I figure it's probably I figure it's probably I figure it's probably North Kansas into Colorado territory. Not that it really matters, but just yeah. growing up in the Midwest, that's how my brain works. I'm like, well, where would that be? That would have to be proper. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's exactly how I said that too. Um, but yeah, no, it's it. This this is one I would have actually wanted. And I saw the trailer, and I was like, I probably want to see this in the theater. Yeah, I watched it downstairs on the big TV, and was like, I still think I should have seen this in the theater, and not on. No, this is like a movie I would have rather seen in theater than on streaming. Right. Like sure. most of the movies I dropped streaming, I'm okay with watching it there. This one I kind of wished, just because it was so beautiful to watch. The cinematography was so great. The senior was beautiful. And it just looks so crisp. It just would have been great on a bigger screen. Like, I would have IMAXed the hell out of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, a giant screen, net sound.
1: True. Like, I was, somebody was telling me about the movie and how they liked it and said they, they were surprised that it was streaming only and not in the theater. So then when I watched them, I'm like, yeah, this probably should have been in the theater instead of just, you know, streaming. So I don't know if they just didn't feel. I mean, it's from 20th Century Studios, so it might be an old Fox property that Disney had, and they just, you know, Disney probably just don't like Fox stuff. So they're like, whatever, we're just put on streaming. and Or they just didn't feel like it would do well. You know, I feel like somebody just tried to drop the ball there. I
0: think that's probably more the case than anything. Yeah. Is that they probably didn't have a whole lot of confidence because it's a Predator movie and those movies in the past have not really done great. Um, but this one was leaps and bounds better than the last one that we covered back in, what was that, 2019 I think? Yeah, I
1: 2018, 2019.
0: <laughs> okay, it's one I reeled. I, it's one I vividly remember railing. <laughs> like, there's two movies I can remember out of 156 prior episodes
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that I can remember just not having a whole lot of great things to say about one was obviously cats. <laughs> That's notorious. Um, and, then is, yeah.
1: and then two is, yeah. And then two is predators. Yeah. See?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and then two is the predators movie. It's like, it really, tra- like I love Shane black, but that movie was not good. It was a train wreck. Yeah. So, but there in the end some people enjoyed it which is great. I'm glad that I'm happy for them that they liked it. I not know. But this one so much better. Uh what I liked was that, you know, cuz even though the technology was still advanced, the technology that was used by I guess they're referring to it as like a feral predator because it doesn't have its, you know, big I don't say exoskeleton suit, but we'll say big superhero predator suit or super villain predator suit.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's had in the, in the prior films, uh, this one's a lot simpler that than the previous ones that had the, but the camouflage sections are larger that, um, you know, there's less armor and like everything's very simplistic. It's almost like, it's like predator year two, <laughs> just like the last Batman was Batman year two and everything was more simplistic and not. And that is high tech gadgety it's low tech gadgety. Right. Honest and that's kinda of how it was for this Predator, even though you know the ship and everything. And I'm still trying to figure out why it landed, but like I would have thought it would have been like a crash landing. But no, it's just like bro got dropped off like for school or something and then like, go have like fun. the Jetsons dropped him off. Yeah, like the Jetsons dropped him off.
1: Yeah. Do 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 This is your training garrett. Maybe this was his training too. <laughs> no. Maybe
0: maybe Maybe, yeah. Uh, One of the cool things that I did like about the design of the Predators, that the the mask that, you know, we are, the iconic mask that we're so used to seeing was completely different. It was essentially the skull of a prior Predator. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that he wore over him, over his. Can you imagine, I told, because Jor came down about three quarters of the way through the film and sat down and ended up watching the rest of it with me. I said. I said, that's skull. I said the, that's a mask over his face. That's not his face. I said, and it's, I said, it's the skull of a, of another predator. So can you even imagine going to battle, wearing the skull of another human over your, over your face? <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy to think that, you know? Yeah. But it it's, but it was really cool. And, uh, there are a lot of like nods back to the prior. We'll just say the first two Predator because this is the fourth movie and the fourth we'll say solo predator movie. There's predator that came out in 1987 with Arnold predator two with Danny Glover, Gary Busey that came out in 1990, uh, that I liked when I was younger, uh, I rewatched it. I want to say like a year or so, maybe a little bit more ago. And I'm like, wow, this does not hold up. Yeah. Um, but yet, it's almost like a amnesiac. Amnesiac. Well, it's almost as if I get amnesia every time I watch it. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I remember I liked this, and then I watch it again. And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why I didn't like this. <laughs> why, why this hasn't hold, held up. Yeah. And then there's the Predators that came out 2018, 2019, somewhere there. And out of the four, this is my second favorite, easily. I mean, the original is the original, so it's right. get to the chopper and uh you know the former governor of Minnesota's in it so you know um, yeah amongst others but it's you know it's classic and then this one's probably easy second in an easy second if not almost tied for first I just really enjoyed the fresh take on this and the fact that they said it's so far back in time instead of like in future in the future in the future yeah because it It kind of, I don't want to say reverses roles. It just makes it harder for, and that they kind of had a, like a more, wasn't a level playing field, but compared to the other movies, it kind of is. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Because
0: all it has is the, you know, it has this little rocket things Mm -hmm. and it has the three dot guidance system, but he doesn't have his plasma thing on his shoulder that shoots, you know, shoots out like in the other movies. So this is, but he still has this little Steve Rogers shield that comes out from his arm. Yeah. So, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the actress that played Nari was amazing. And her character was done, developed really well. I think they really put a lot of thought into how to approach this character and what the weapons of the time period would be. And how best they could, like, how would, how would. So one back in the, I think it was 17, 17 19 or something like that, I think. I'm not
1: sure exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, I remember they saying it, but uh, somewhere around there, uh, how would they defeat, a, you know, an alien, you know, dropping out of the sky? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, I did enjoy it. And, you know, as far as the tech of the Predator, maybe it's just they did like a scan of the area and they said, well, there's not much advanced tech, so You don't need everything. So just take some basic stuff just in case and see how it goes. But there's one scene at the beginning that involved a, an insect, a mouse and a snake. Just the whole sequence, like circle of life, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I like that. Like I, I was during the first 15, 20 minutes. Of the- I watched before work Friday. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to up liking this just off of this, how it was shot and everything. And, um, it just, that's the same. that just stuck, just stuck with me since watching it. And, um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I, I just enjoyed the movie overall. <laughs> yeah. So
0: what I thought was cool. And of course I was looking up the trivia after I got done. Cause I'm like, okay, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released the uh, dialogue. So the, The movie was released with dialogue that was dubbed in Comanche language. There is also an English language version and a version with Comanche subtitles, which I think that is absolutely amazing and really awesome they did that. Yeah, so I saw those options. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was amazing. I loved it. Uh, But yeah, and I also like the fact that. You know, the the bear trappers that she gets in or not bear, I guess, just hunt fur traders, I guess, you know, and uh, and hunters that she interacted with couldn't understand what she was saying. She couldn't understand what they were saying. So I thought it was really cool how they did that. Yeah, You know, I think they were supposed to be French, but uh, one guy was that was with them, was able to communicate with her. And basically, she basically in English was saying, you know, I speak a lot of different languages, one of them being Comanche. So I thought that was cool. So even though we're hearing it in English, we're supposed to know that they're speaking, you know, they're the English parts are being spoken actually in Comanche. But in order for us to understand it, it's in English. But the French guys are still speaking French. So I thought that was really cool how they did that. So it was very interesting that it shows how people just were not able to communicate with each other because they were all speaking different languages. So you really had, it made it that much more scary just because you didn't know what they were saying. They didn't know what you were saying. And you really had no idea what was going on other than by body language. True.
1: And it's it crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, they, they took their time. I really enjoyed it because they really took their time. Their time with it, and they really thought it through. It didn't just try to rush out and just let the CGI do all the work, right? You know, CGI's back's not hurting because it's having to carry the team. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> so they they let the script and the acting kind of do the, the do the bulk of the lifting. So, which is how you want a movie like this to be like. And there's a lot more of the. Unknown as the as the uh, throwing element instead of what you do know, mm-hmm. so I also like that too. Like right when you thought it was going to be all right, like something like that happens, you're like, whoa, was not seeing that coming. Right, like you knew something was going to happen to a certain character, but you didn't know how and you didn't know when until it did. True. So and that's that's the best way when it's not highly predictable. You just are able to just guess know that at some at some point this person's getting their. Getting their, uh, getting their comeuppance, and then, and then even a couple of people you weren't expecting to did. I'm like, oh, all right, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really did. I, I I really enjoyed this movie, and I would probably, I'll definitely be watching it again. So yeah, it's
1: definitely rewatchable.
0: Yep, very. So definitely check it out. Um, it is. I mean, it's a Predator movie, so you know there's violence and stuff, but it's so. It's still a predator movie, and that is still kind of over the top violence. I guess is a good way to put it. So it's like, yeah,
1: it's not just it's not, it's not just gratuitous. It's it's it yeah. has a purpose. it's so, purposeful, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very purposeful. Uh,
0: yeah, no, love it. Uh, definitely watch watch the credit scenes because it's like cave drawings and uh, kind of the last part, and be like, you go, oh, okay what you're doing. So, it's it's weird because a movie that you weren't expecting them to have a lot of faith in, the movie had faith in itself. We'll put it that way. Like even if the studio might not have believed in the movie, you knew that the people behind the movie believed in it enough that they might be able to open it up, left it open for a sequel.
1: We'll just say. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, well, like we don't know if we're going to the theater, but we got to put that theater quality in it. <laughs>
0: Yes, we're gonna, we're, yeah, we don't know how this is gonna go, but we know we're gonna do, you know, do our best and give it our all. Boom. Yep. Success. Okay, moving on. Uh, Grayson and I watched. Actually, when she woke up after York and I finished watching Prey in the morning, <laughs> um, Grayson, you know, Grayson came down pretty much during the credits, and so we, her and I, I told her we would watch. On Apple TV Plus, the movie Luck, which is by Skydance Animation. So, Luck is rated G, an hour and 45 minutes. It also came out August 5th. The the curtain is pulled back on a millennia-old battle between the organizations of good luck and bad luck that secretly affects everyday lives. So... Yeah, basically, the, it follows Sam Greenfield, who's just turned 18. She's being released for from basically an orphanage because she's aged out. But they've helped assist her with getting an apartment and a, a job and, you know, having skills. The only problem is she has the worst luck. I get, like, you know, getting up, getting ready, like maybe stepping your toe on something. And then... Shutting the door, the broom closes down on the doorknob so you can't get out. And yeah. then you try to slide. She tries to slide a card up to try and unlock, you know, to move the broom. But then when she pulls the doorknob, the doorknob comes out. That kind of bad luck. Yeah. Then she's but she's just known and it's not clumsiness. It's just she's just she, she she's she just given bad luck at, you know, and it follows her around. She comes across a, you know, a gold penny and, you know, find a penny, pick it up all day long. You have good luck. So Mm -hmm. things started looking up. Things started getting better until it fell out of her pocket and flushed down the toilet. To which this black cat that had been falling around said, you know, she's talking to it. Just, you know, just like, I can't believe this. I, you know, flushed, you know, the, you know, for Flush this penny down the toilet. And then Simon Pegg, who voices Bob the cat, is like, You flushed my penny down the toilet? And then, yeah, it goes down from there. But uh, Eva Noblezada plays Sam Greenfield. Simon Pegg plays the voice of Bob. James Fonda voices the the Wish Dragon. Whippy Goldberg voices the Captain. Colin O'Donohue voices. Uh, Gary, Little Royal Howry voices Marv, Flula Borg, voices Jeff the Unicorn, John Ratzenberger, because it's an animated movie, and it's not an animated movie unless John Ratzenberger's voice is involved. (laughs) Voices Rudy, and uh, Edelyn Spoon voices Hazel. Uh, Oh, and Greg Griffin voices uh, voices Mrs. Rivera. And friend of our, well, friend Somebody I met at the, you know, a few years back, Susie Nakamura voices the social worker. So, hooray for Susie. And yeah, it's very, so basically, Sam's really wanting her, basically, one of her best friends at the orphanage was this girl named Hazel. And she was really hoping Hazel would get adopted, but everybody that comes by doesn't adopt her, you know, just, or she's had bad luck too. So she wants, she was wanting to give that, that gold, that lucky penny to Hazel so that she could find her forever family. And by losing that coin, she's, she's following this cat around that, you know, was talking and the cat goes down like a little portal thing that reaches to the, this like, World where all the good luck happens, and then underneath it's the bad luck, kind of like the upside down, but the upside down of luck. Yeah. <laughs> so the good luck's on top and the bad luck's underneath. And there's a whole like, if you go remove one tile from one thing, it flips you and puts you down, you know, because gravity works differently and bad luck and. Anyways, they're trying to get another lucky coin so that she can go and give it to Hazel so she can have good luck and. You know, again, find her forever family. So she's not even wanting it for herself. She's wanting it so she can help this little girl, which is pretty awesome. And, you know, best of intentions and all that. In doing so, their plan goes to crap and all the good luck gets is gone. And there's just nothing but bad luck. And then that goes out into the world and then all the good luck for people in the world, because there's like a, this whole like randomizer that gets dished out, to, you know, that gets dished out. Some people have good luck. Some people have bad luck. And that's the whole point of a randomizer. And so, you know, the whole balance. Right. Of things. Well, now there's just nothing but bad luck. So they go. So Sam and Bob go to we'll just call it the upside down <laughs> where bad luck is to try and see if they try and find what little good luck is left in that world. And they end up, you know, they're like, listen, they're, you know, we're used to having bad luck. So what little luck we do have is, is fine. And then guess what? If it gets taken away, they'll just find another reason to, to, you know, make lemonade out of lemons just find a different way and find a different use because they're so used to having bad luck that, you know what? Not a big deal. We'll just try this differently. And so Sam learns that. Her, her valuable lesson to learn her moral of the story of the movie for her is that it's okay to have bad luck because that makes her part of who she is. And she's okay with that more or less. Uh, But there is a lot of good humor in it. It is fun to watch. You know, that's got some good things. If you're watching it at night with your family, have a drink, take a drink every time they make some sort of luck pun or use the word luck, and you'll be asleep before the movie's over. It'll be fine. But other than kind of overdoing it on that, it's a cute movie. The animation's great, though. Like, it's crisp, beautiful to watch, and it's enjoyable. You know, it's a good family movie. So. Uh, it was directed by Peggy Holmes, uh, written by Keo Murray for the screenplay. So, luck on Apple TV Plus.
1: Right. One of my other one of my interests to this. I uh, went to see Bullet Train on Saturday. Uh, released. I couldn't on- hang.
0: I couldn't hang. <laughs> I couldn't hang last night. I wanted to go so bad. I'm like yeah, that's not going to happen tonight. <laughs> I really wanted to, but I was so worn out with getting the kids ready for school that I'm like, I can't hang yeah. at all. So I'll go try and see it this week. Sorry. Continue. Uh,
1: it released this past Friday, August 5th. Uh, Runtime is two hours and six minutes. Uh, directed by David Leisch. Um, starring Brad Pitt. Joy King. Well, Brad Pitt plays Ladybug. Joy King plays Prince. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, which I almost, I kind of, like, even watching the trailer, I was like, is that him or is it not? Like, he just didn't look like what I normally see him as. Um, He plays Tangerine. Brian Tyree Henry plays Lemon. You have Andrew Koji. plays the father. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata is the elder, which Scorpion (laughs) from Mortal Kombat. Um, Nice. Some of these I won't name because so I don't think they appeared in the trailer, so I don't want to spoil. Um, okay. Benito A Martinez plays the wolf. Sandra Bullock, which you hear the voice, her voice in the trailer. So if you, if you, they even show her silhouette, so that's not much of a spoiler there. Yeah. And um, Zazie Beetz. Uh, so this is about five assassins that aboard a fast moving bullet train find out their missions have something in common. So basically, Brad Pitt pays, plays Ladybug who's an assassin that is kind of having a change of heart on how he does things. He's not really wanting to be violent and whatnot. Like as they show in the trailer, he has a gun in the locker that he picks up. He doesn't want to take, but he's being advised to take it, uh, makes comments on his new call sign being ladybug, which is supposed to be luck, but he feels like he has bad luck, not necessarily for him, but it seems like everybody dies around him. (laughs) Um, damn randomizer. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, so he has a simple snatch and grab mission, get the suitcase, get off the train, boom, 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 boom. But of course, nothing's ever that simple. <laughs> so there are other assassins that are on this train that kind of related to the to the briefcase and somehow related to maybe some other, they're related to Ladybug in some kind of way. But there's a lot going on. It kind of felt like a Tarantino movie or Guy Ritchie, where there's just a lot of stories going on in the background you get flashbacks and everything at some point is going to come to a head and um like it felt like it's at first at the beginning like the, the as far as the tone it kind of felt unbalanced a little bit but you can tell like they're building to something so you know just stick with it and um about halfway through when things start coming together it, it just gets intense like i said it's kind of like a wild ride especially toward the end watch this in 40x um it didn't seem like as intense 40X, but it kind of it just it just kind of um, accent certain things that happen in the movie. Um, Funny, very humorous. There is one scene that had like a Tarantino type blood spewing out of someone. Yeah. So, but um, there's a lot going on. And it's kind of difficult to talk about without really spoiling because, you know, it's one of those you just got to watch. And then, you know, hopefully by the end. Well not hopefully, but by the end you'll you'll see what's what's happening. Um but I feel like they did a great job as far as building up the story, developing the characters, the relationships, and then by the end, the payoff. Kind of like another movie that I'll be talking about later. Just I don't know, it just felt felt good. Um cool. I do recommend it. Um uh, great for the action, the humor. It's a lot of just kind of a little dry humor. Some of those like you like that um someone says something smart, like if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Kind of humor, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um and then there's a couple of cameos in this that I didn't see coming and I won't mention. <laughs> One of cool. which I didn't recognize until afterwards, like, oh that's who that was. <laughs> like I just like I know I know that face, <laughs> but I can't pay can't can't and then when I found out who it was, like, well oh, shoot, my eyes aren't that good. <laughs> aren't that great.
0: Well, if it's Dave it's probably Ryan Reynolds is going to pop up at some point. I just know. I mean, because they're such buddies, and it's Deadpool one and two. So, but i just guessing, just because in they did the Adam Project too. So yeah. So yeah. I. Sorry if I, I'm not saying it's a spoiler because I haven't watched it yet. I'm just saying I'm using deductive reasoning and you know, everybody likes to put their buddies in movies, even if it's just for like a little if they ask him just to swing by for a day, cause it would be funny.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but you know, no
1: spoilers, just guessing. Yeah. That's a fun ride. Just guessing. It's yeah. It's just crazy. Looks how like Bryce, it. I, it's I, just crazy. How everybody's connected. <laughs> like how everybody's just connected and it all the bullet trains, everything, mostly everything takes place on this train and it's a confined space with different cars. And it's just, I don't know. I want to see it again. I, I want to go what? see it that same day, but ended up doing something else. But, um, yeah, this okay. one I feel like I might add to my collection when it comes out. Okay. Yeah.
0: So like a different kind of snow piercer. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a, uh, cool man. Uh. So yeah. So for me, my last one is I watched because York's last book. He had three books for the summer to read, and first book he had to write an essay on. Second book he had to uh, write notes for, and the third one was holes, and he had to fill out some sheet that I had to print out for him, mm-hmm. and then fill it all out. And so yeah, it's like you know what, I'm gonna go rewatch this because it is on Disney Plus. Came out in 2003, based on the book, obviously. Uh, by and uh, it is one hour 57 minutes long, rated PG. Starring Shia LaBeouf, Sigourney Weaver, John Voight, Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, I think it's pronounced Coleo Thomas, Jake Smith, Byron Cotton. Basically all the kids. And then uh, Roma Mafia, Patricia Arquette, Henry Winkler, and Dule Hill. I was like, oh, snap, look at Dule Hill up in here. So, for me, Dewey Hill from the TV show Psych that was on USA for years that I absolutely loved. Uh, it was just, I was like, oh, he definitely looks younger. And basically, a wrongfully convicted boy is sent to a brutal desert detention camp where he joins the job of digging holes for some mysterious reason that is ne- it's not known right away. And I honestly, cause it'd been so long. It probably been since it came out. Cause I think I remember running it at a video store. Yeah. When we had those. <laughs> and, yeah, me too. The, sad. The library is the closest thing I'll ever get to that again. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, so yeah, I hadn't, I've actually forgot why they were digging. Like I forgot what the whole mystery was about. Like is it? I can't remember if it was like some sort of like treasure, or if they dig something and they uncover a body, like Stand by Me or something. I I don't know. Or like if it was some like aliens thing. I really couldn't remember yeah. what it was all about. So <clears throat> the movie's great. The it's great for you know like your tweens and a little bit younger. I think Grayson would even like this. There's a lot of good humor. Uh, one of those movies that, if it was made in the 80s, I would have watched probably a dozen times easily or more. Yeah. It's just one of those, for kids, very rewatchable. I'm trying to watch the story unfold. It also takes place through flashbacks as well, to kind of help uncover the mystery of why they're digging. So that's also really cool. Um, it's in uh, John Void plays, I guess you could say, like, the if you were on a chain gang, he would be like the lead, uh, officer. And then Tim Blake Nelson plays a, plays a counselor of sorts, but he's just kind of more of a lackey than anything. Yeah. because nobody really listens to him. Sigourney Weaver plays the warden and it's, uh, she's, she's searching for, she's having these kids do this cause she is searching for something that, you know, she feels belongs to her family. And nobody else really knows what it is. Just that, if you, when you dig, if you find something, you let one of the adults know, and then they'll see if it's worthy to see the warden about. And then the warden sees it worthy, you get some sort of reward, like either the rest of the day off or uh, extra food, water, rations, whatever. Yeah. So it it's really good. There is you know, it's a lot of Just, I don't want to say kid humor, but a lot of, you know, uh, very well-balanced story, great characters. So apparently, uh, so it was written by the, the script was written by the author that way. uh, It won't kind of get, I don't want to say bastardized, but uh, it won't get to where it's like, wow, this is nothing like the book. Like they just took the name and that's it. A screenplay was initially written by Richard Kelly, who greatly departed from the source material by writing a dark, violent adaptation of the story set in a post-apocalyptic world. the uh, The studio was like, nah, I man, we're good," because they thought it was like too dark for a kids' movie. Yeah, shocker, right? And <laughs> instead, just stuck with the the author's version. You know, as you should. True. Uh, speaking of Dwayne Hill and the show psych he so DLA hill uh and there's an episode of psych in which uh, it's called a Five Millions, 65 million years off when seeing all the holes that the paleontologist dug on the land sean mentions quote that is like that this is like that movie with scorning weaver In quote he also mentions shia labeouf and john Voigt. Gus keeps guessing movies, but never correctly guesses the movie that he appeared in. So I missed that show. It was really good. Uh, But yeah, it's just a fun movie. It definitely it's definitely uh, worth watching for sure. So definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. And if you have, you know, it's not bad one to
1: revisit either. So
0: and that's all I got.
1: All right, my final entry for the week. Uh, I went and checked out *Vengeance*. I'd actually kind of forgot about it. <laughs> um, forgot it had come out. I knew it was coming out, but I forgot that it already released. It came out July 29th. ninth, uh, an hour and forty seven minutes runtime. Directed by and starring B.J. Novak, who plays Ben. And you have uh, Boyd Holbrook Halber- plays Ty, Dave Cameron. Kansas City Shaw, Issa Rae is uh, Eloise, and even Ashton Kutcher plays Quentin Sellers. Uh, <clears throat> it's about a writer from New York City who attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with and travels down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. So it starts off with a scene where you see it's like kind of desert area, with brush, and you see a body crawling on the ground with a cell phone. And they're showing there's no service. You know, um, bodies crawling, they kind of pan out. You see the body stop moving. Phone screen either times out or goes dead, and then a car drives by. And then it cuts to Ben and his friend kind of talking about dating and how many Y's do you add at the end of Hey? What messages it send? And just basically talking about how they're just hooking up randomly with people, not taking relationships serious, and you know that's their thing. Then um. Middle of the night, Ben gets a call from Ty saying that his sister's dead and that, you know, she's told us about you. You know, like basically her story to the family is that Ben is her boyfriend and everything's this. So when she's found dead, they call him to get him in, you know, come to the funeral, pay respects and whatnot. So. He flies down to Texas, even though he doesn't really know her. They just kind of uh, a hookup and, you know, it's nothing serious. But, you know, the family's grieving. So he goes down, goes to the funeral, even says a speech. And which I was like, I wonder how is he going to you know, give a speech about somebody that know? which he keeps it pretty general based on the things he's learned from other family talking. But on the ride back to leave, Ty mentions to him that he feels like his sister was murdered. You know, it's like, you know, they say that she was found like it was a drug overdose, but something gets mentioned over and over, like she would barely touch an Advil. You know, so uh, Ben is also has a podcast, so oh, was like,
0: God, those people. <laughs> oh. So they are the worst.
1: <laughs> hey, <what's up? laughs> so he calls his his boss Eloise, played with Issa Rae, and says. Hey, I got a story. You know, there's a mystery behind this girl that I told you I don't really know, but there's a there's a mystery about her death. You know, maybe we can use the podcast to help bring awareness to not only this situation but problems in America and this that. So, so that's his basic mission: just to get the story and to be safe. And like I text you, this is it's a it's a dark comedy. It's kind of slow moving but by the time mm-hmm. you get to the payoff of what's happening like I was like oh all right <laughs> you know it took a minute to get there but I'm all right I see what they were doing they were just building up to what's going on and um uh I didn't I didn't see it coming you know it's not like yeah. this big mind-blowing thing but it's just like it's just so so subtle and it was like right there in your face and then once it's revealed like oh okay that makes sense um but um you know, it's kind of, I guess we've seen movies like that where somebody does something for this reason and then it comes out to, it's a little deeper than that. And I thought it was good, even though it, it, it's it's some really, I mean, when I say slow, I mean slow, like to the point where yeah. there's not hardly any music in the scenes or just, just like conversations, talking. And I was like, man, <laughs> where's this going? But like I said, by the end, it was, it was cool. Good payoff. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it at the beginning, but I guess it's not how you start, right. it's how you finish.
0: <laughs> there you so I go. I feel like it finished. Wrong. Yeah. Awesome. Dude. Well, I'm definitely excited to watch both the two that you watched because I just haven't been able to make it out to go see either one. Yeah. But yeah, definitely there, though. Um. So, far as trailers, we have The Banshees of Inisharan. Easy for me to say. Uh, two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when, an abrupt, when one abruptly ends their relationship with alarming consequences for both of them, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan, Brendan Gleeson, also Barry Kagan and David, David Pierce, written and directed by Martin McDonough. So if you liked In Bruges, you'll probably like this one as well, because uh, after watching the trailer, it seems like it's probably got that kind of humor. That kind of dry uh, humor, like that uh, dark humor, that in Bruges. and lastly, we have a pretty good trailer for the TV show *Endor* that is coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, you should watch this because Cassian says you have to. <laughs> uh, coming to uh, yeah Disney Plus September twenty first. It's the prequel series to Star Wars' Rogue One. In an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue, Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. Sorry, and Diego Luna as Cassian Andor. Definitely check that out also. Boom, boom. Yeah. Prequel series to the prequel movie. There you go.
1: Prequel on prequel on prequels. Which is still the only movie of Star Wars I own. <laughs> That's so funny. It's the only one that I was like, "Yeah, I got it. I want to buy this."
0: Yeah. So, uh, and I do apologize, Patrick. I did try and find something so I can have my little pun of movies, mm-hmm. but uh, I couldn't. I couldn't make the eat pray luck or eat pray love uh, pun of of east east pray luck. <laughs> but oh well it's okay i actually almost watched eat E prey love just so i can have just so i can make a meta pun
1: yeah that's okay there'll be other times so,
0: <clears throat> yep so instead it's it's whole prey luck <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine it's fine uh our lucky holes prey okay well.
1: Depending on the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Or whole
0: spray <laughs> luck. I don't know. It's whatever. Uh, lastly, I just want to give a shout out. Today's my brother's birthday. So happy birthday, Jeremy. I hope you have a good one.
1: Happy birthday.
0: And to and to all of our Metro Nashville teachers, may you have the best of luck and have at least one glass one glass of wine a night to get you through the school year, like every school year. And to the students, best of luck. Hold off on the (laughs) wine. And uh, we'll all get through this together. And I hope everyone has an amazing week. And we will talk to you all next week.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental
0: Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in all the fun.